Luke 21, 28, Jesus said, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your what? Redemption draweth nigh. The Message Bible reads like this. When all this starts to happen, stand up on your feet. Stand tall with your heads high. What's it say? Help is on the way. Everybody shout it. Help is on the way. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the incredible testimony of this matriarch, this woman of God. And we know that your anointing is here in a very powerful, powerful way. That lives are going to be changed today because of the preached word. We thank you, God, that you shall be magnified in everything that is said and done in this building. We break every curse in Jesus' name. We dismiss any spirit that is diametrically opposed to our personal destinies. It's cast out now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we came in here expecting a move of God. We don't want to be just challenged and charged. We want to be changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we ask you to do that today. Have your way. Let there be an open heaven over this sanctuary. Let revelation run through these aisles today. Let people understand the word of the Lord. Father, I praise you that by the end of this service, people would have been saved, restored, healed, delivered, revived, refreshed, renewed. I thank you. You shall do the work of your ministry in this sanctuary today. In the name of Jesus, before you sit down, come on, let's do what we always do. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Look at three people around you and say these words, the remedy called redemption, the remedy called redemption. And then you may, you may be seated. This is, the last, this is the last message in this series, and uh, next week we'll pick up on the blessing. We'll pick up on the blessing next week. I thought we were to give a couple of books away today. Is that not true? Did I miss something on that, Pastor Josh? I thought we were going to give a couple of blessing books away today. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Okay. Well, never mind. I'm all in it now, Pastor Josh. Too late now. Somebody was going to get the blessing today. <laughs> but uh, you can get the book next week. We'll start a series next week. So as we conclude this series on redemption, I can't tell you how excited I am. And, and uh, it's kind of, I'm kind of in a paradox right now because, on the other hand, I know from pastoring this church for the last two and a half years what Labor Day does. And uh, everybody goes somewhere on Labor Day. And I, I was complaining to God this morning. I said, Lord, now you know it's not going to be full like it was last week today. And we need to end this thing on the up. And the Lord spoke very vividly to me and said, calm down. And I heard the Lord say, the very people that I have assigned this word to, will he'll hear this word today. So tell your neighbor, we're in the right place at the right time. We're in the right place at the right time. So as we've gone through the thought of redemption, we have learned that understanding redemption means to redeem something that would be along these lines. In other words, it would be to restore. Redeeming would be to restore something that needed to be restored. It would be to reestablish something that needed to be reestablished. I like this definition. It means to reinstate something. 
to put it back to work, to put it back in the place that it's supposed to be, to reinstate, to redeem. It's interesting vocabulary. Bring back to the original intention or bring back to the original position or function to put back into use, redeem. If you use it as a verb, it would go along these lines, to reclaim something, to recover something that was lost, or to rescue, this is important, to rescue something that is in danger. Are you with me? To rescue something that is in danger. So as I'm thinking and praying this morning, I started feeling like we was going to have a move of God in this building. And the Lord began to speak to me yesterday as I was on my walk. I walked in and I told Giovanna, well, I've got the entire message for tomorrow. The Lord gave it to me. Somehow when I walk, the Lord speaks to me very, very clearly. And you need to find something you can do that brings you into the mode of meditation that opens your heart and your mind to receive what the word of the Lord is for you. And in that, you quiet all the other voices that are around you and you become very intimate with the Spirit of God in those moments. So on those moments yesterday, I could feel the Holy Ghost on me, literally, tangibly could feel the Holy Spirit. And I'm walking with DJ. DJ is my, my dog. He's a little, little dog, little chihuahua dog. And uh, you guys know DJ. He's huge. He's like 120 pounds, something like that. He's Cane Corso. And I haven't had DJ on a lease, a leash in probably six years. And I used to walk with him in San Antonio all the time. I kept him on a leash. And I taught him what heal means, which means just get right here and stay by me wherever I go. And uh, on the walk yesterday, I didn't put the leash on him, and I just checked him. He was running around while I was walking. He was out in the woods. He was running everywhere. And I just checked him. I said, DJ, heal. He lifted up his head. He come running out of the woods, and he got right here by my side and walked right here. As we walked, I became more lenient, and he would wander off. And I would say, heal, DJ, and he would run back, and he would get right by my side. And the Lord spoke to me in that, and, and I thought, man, that dog has an incredible memory. <laughs> and the Lord spoke to me these words, and you can find this interesting. You're always safe in my word. That word meant safety to him. It meant I provide safety and I feel safe. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you'll just declare my word, the people have a spiritual memory. And they'll get back in position if you'll just speak the word. Instead of speaking your opinion, speak the word. Instead of speaking your feeling right now, speak the word. So I came in here this morning to give you a word. And I promise you when this word goes forth, you're going to come out of wherever you are. Tell your neighbor and I'm going to get in position. I'm going to get in position with the word of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to me and said, there's no redemption without conversion. Say that word, conversion. There's no redemption without conversion. And the Lord brought me to the most interesting passage of Scripture. In Genesis chapter 48, in verse number 14, listen carefully to the Bible. And Israel stretched out his right hand, and he laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head. 
guiding his hands wittingly. For Manasseh was the firstborn. In other words, Manasseh should have received it. Watch this. And he blessed Joseph, their father, and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which did the God which fed me all my life long to this day. Verse 16, listen carefully. The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless these young men, and let your name be named on them, the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now here's a man that is about to impart blessing and destiny to his grandsons. And in the middle of the prayer, he remembers the word of the Lord to him. And in verse 16, he said, The angel which redeemed me from all evil. I don't know how many of you can recall the moment of your conversion. But there ought to be some year, maybe some month, Maybe some week, maybe a day, maybe the exact time that you can recall that suddenly your life was converted. It was a moment in time that you should cherish, a moment you should never forget. When he says, the angel which redeemed me, in Hebrew here the word redeemed means to convert something. To convert means to cause to change in character and in function. When the Lord redeemed me, he changed not only my character, but he changed my function. He not only changed my person, but he changed my purpose. Are y'all with me today? And when he's praying, he says, the angel who converted me from all evil to change from one form to another form. It literally means to change for more effective utilization. To change for what? More effective utilization. Not that you weren't being utilized, but now this conversion takes you to a more effective utilization. In essence, we are redeemed when we are born again. We are redeemed when we are changed. For there to be conversion, there must be a converter. The converter was the angel. A converter, listen to this, is a device that is used for converting, listen carefully, the receiver to receive frequencies that it is not used to receiving. Whew. I'm going to say that again. A converter is a device that is used for converting the receiver to receive frequencies that it's not used to receiving. The angel was a converter. And Jacob said, he converted me. The Lord spoke to me, the word frequency, the, the root word is frequent, which means the rate of visitation. Oh, Lord have mercy. And God told me, he said, I'm about to change my frequency with my family. I, I thought to myself, what does that mean? That means I'm about to show up in ways they've never seen and I'm about to show up 
more often than I've ever shown up, not meaning he's not omnipresent, but there's a difference in the omnipresence of God and the tangible presence of God, meaning I'm about to give you more visitations. I'm about to speak to you more often. And if for you to understand what I'm saying and what I'm doing, you're going to have to move to the next level in your relationship with me. Therefore, it's going to require conversion. Many of you think that when you were saved, that is the initial and final conversion of your spiritual experience. But I came by to tell you that if you want to get on the frequency of the Spirit of God, then you have to be willing to be converted from the person you were yesterday into the person God ordained you to be for today. Because if you're not on that level of frequency, you could miss a word. They showed up just for you, but because you're trying to remain in the character of who you were instead of who God ordained you to be in present truth, the word could go right over your head and you miss what God is saying to you in this moment. You ought not be hearing God at the level you was hearing from him five or ten years ago. You ought to be graduated in your maturity to the point that you are now familiar with the frequencies of the Spirit that when God says come up a little higher, you have no problem leaving the character you was in order to become the character that God has converted you to be. Somebody ought to give God praise right there. The frequency, tell your neighbor, the frequency is changing. And some of you are used to serving God that every now and then you get a word. I'm here to tell you the flood is about to hit your life. He said the converter showed up, the angel showed up, and he converted me. So I thought, when did that happen? And the Lord brought me to Genesis 32. When Jacob, the Bible says in verse 24, Jacob was left alone. I've learned something, that God does his best work of redeeming and converting when you are by yourself. Oh, Lord, have mercy. God does his best work of transforming us when we don't have a lot of people around us. God does his best work when we're alone with God in a prayer room, when we're alone with God in our bedroom, when we're alone with God in our car, when we're alone with God on a walk. God does his best work when he's not competing against other voices in your life. Oh, I wish I had a church that could hear. And Jacob was left alone. Lord have mercy. And when he was left alone, the Bible said there wrestled with him a man. That was the angel. That was the converter. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, the angel touched the converter, touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh went out of joint. And he wrestled with him. And Jacob said, let me go. Because, or the angel said, let me go because the day is breaking. And he said, listen to Jacob. I will not let you go until you finish what you came to do. Whew. Some of you need to get an attitude that says, I'm not leaving his presence until he does everything in me that he chooses to do. And you must say, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And some of you need to realize that God often checks your tenacity of faith 
to determine your transition of faith. Many of us don't transition in faith because we lost our tenacity of faith, which says, I don't care, come hell, high water, bank account in the minus, friends leaving, family walking out. I'm going to hold on to God until he changes me. And he said, let me go. Now watch what he said. And he said unto him, watch what the angel said. What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Here's another point of redemption. You'll never enjoy conversion in redemption until you're willing to face yourself. He didn't say, what's my name? He said, what is your name? Woo! And he had to say, I'm a deceiver. That's what Jacob means. I'm a supplanter. I am Jacob. Many of you want to get face to face with God and you won't even get face to face with yourself. And it's time for us to look at ourselves in the mirror. Stop looking at your screen at everybody else and start looking at yourself in the mirror and realize ain't nothing going to change till you change. I dare somebody throw your hands up and say, convert me, God. Convert me, God. Time for you to get your mind off everybody else's conversion and tell God, fix me where I need to be fixed. Change me where I need to be changed. Change my attitude. Remove my pride. Somebody holler hallelujah right there. And he said, now watch what the converter said. Your name, Lord have mercy here, shall be called no more Jacob. But now your name shall be Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and with men. And you have prevailed in this moment. You prevailed. Can I tell you, some of you are going to prevail today. What are you saying, Pastor Rick? Stuff you've been fighting in you. Stuff you've been fighting for you. You have tried and tried today, but today. You've tried and tried again, but today is your day of prevailing. I need 15 people that will say, today is my day to prevail. Yeah. Come on, shout it. I'm a winner. And today I win. Tell your neighbor, today I win. Now, I lost yesterday. I lost my temper last week. I lost my attitude two weeks ago. But today, shout it, I win today. I prevail today. You're never going to prevail until you face yourself. And then God said, this is your conversion. Now, watch what Isaiah 43 says, verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord, Listen carefully. That created you, O Jacob, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Y'all not hearing that right there. Fear not, for I have converted you. Thus saith the Lord now. Watch what he says. That created you, Jacob, but I formed you, Israel. Don't be afraid. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame even kindle upon thee. 
Now listen, he says, now listen to me. I created Jacob, but I formed Israel. Do the Hebrew study for create. I selected him for the formative process. What most of you do not know is that when God created you, he created you with the capability of change. But if you're not mindful of your capacity, then you will always remain in a smaller measure of matter that God assigned you to enjoy. Somebody shout, I'm bigger than that. I created Jacob, but I formed Israel to squeeze into shape, to mold into form, to press oftentimes through distress. In other words, when you're going through pressure, when you feel distressed, you must understand that that is the molding hand of God that is forming you into the vessel that he needs you to be for you to be employed in the work that he's called you to walk in. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. He said, I, I created Jacob, but I formed Israel. When you walk through Scripture, after Genesis 32, when Jacob ain't doing right, God calls him Jacob. When God is about to tell him something concerning his future, he calls him Israel. In other words, he's like Paul. When I want to do good, I can't get too many sanctified people in church. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. When I want to do good, Jacob is right there with me. And the thing that I want to do, I do not do. Why? It's the nature law. Jacob is who was created. Israel is who was formed. When you were converted, you were born again. You became a spiritual being. Help me. But sometimes you wake up on Monday morning or you get to a Sunday night and you say, I'm tired of pastoring. And people go, oh, my God, he said he's tired of pastoring. That's funny to me because you can get tired of going to your job. You can get tired of the stuff you have to deal with. But don't let no pastor say, I'm tired of pastoring because that's too real for you. That's too authentic. That's too genuine. That's too transparent. And we've raised Christians to believe in the superficial more than the supernatural. We have raised Christians to look for things that are spooky instead of things that are real. You're not hearing me. So if a pastor says, I'm tired of pastoring, that's Jacob speaking. It don't mean he's going to hell. It don't mean he's quitting the church. It don't mean he's walking away from his call. It simply means today I'm Jacob and I'm tired. So for all of you praying for me, thank you. But I ain't going nowhere. I'll still be here after you gone. I'll still be preaching in this pulpit. I got a right to get tired just like your narrow hips get a right to get tired. And sometimes you Jacob and sometimes you Israel. And for some of you who think you got wings hanging off the back of your chair, 
You are not an angel. You are not like that. You got flesh. Let somebody catch you on the wrong day. Slap you upside your head. You more than likely are not going to say praise the Lord and God bless you. You're probably going to strike them back because they found you on a Jacob day. And sometimes you're Jacob. Other times you are Israel. But you're always in the process of being converted into the man God ordained you to be. Tell somebody, let me change. Tell somebody, excuse me. I'm trying to change. Have you ever been in a dressing room with your pants down to your knees and somebody tried to open the door and you say, hold up. I'm trying to change in here. And that's the way you need to look at people before they invade your privacy. Tell them, hold up. I'm trying to tell your neighbor, hold up. I'm trying to change. I'm not the best version that I'll ever be, but I want to live one hand and thank him that I am a better version than I've ever been. I'm not all I want to be. For those of you who need more scripture, I came loaded. Luke 22, 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But Simon, Simon, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. You gonna mess up. You gonna deny me. But one thing that's not gonna falter, one thing that's not gonna get tripped up is your faith. You gonna come through the process. You gonna get confused, but you gonna still have your faith. And when you are what? Converted. Turn around and strengthen your brothers. You ain't got nothing to say until you've been through some conversion in your life. You can't preach to me until you can let me know you done been in through, through enough trouble that you got a reason to talk to me. How you gonna tell me to make it when you ain't never been through nothing? How you gonna tell me to survive when you did not survive? Survivors, tell your neighbor we are being converted. We are being, I'm going to preach like it, like it. The initiation of conversion is salvation. But the process of conversion is sanctification. Some of y'all get justification messed up with sanctification. And some of y'all get sanctification messed up with glorification. When you were saved, you were justified. That didn't make you perfect. Sanctification is the process you go to for you to get to glorification. Sanctification is the conversion process of Christianity. I came by to tell you, yeah, we get discouraged. Yes, we get disappointed. Yes, we say stuff we regret. But God ain't finished with me yet. That's why Paul said, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began 
a good work in you shall also complete it. I came by to encourage you today. Don't be depressed. Don't be despondent. Don't be discouraged because you let things slip out of your mouth and you call a bad attitude. That don't mean you ain't saved. That don't mean you're not anointed. That don't mean you're not called. That just means you're still being converted. Tell your neighbor one more time, excuse me, I'm trying to change. I'm doing my best to move from Peter to Simon. I'm doing my best to move from a snake to a stick. I'm doing my best to move from water to wine. Give me a minute. Let me work through this thing. Tell your neighbor, let God work on me. It ain't you converting you. It's him converting you. That's why he agitates you. That's why he bothers you. That's why he wakes you up in the middle of the night. You're not converting you. He is converting you. And if you're bothered, it's because you haven't arrived yet. If you're, if you're agitated, it means God is still poking on your purpose. Throw your hands up and shout. I'm getting better every day. I'm not done with you. Everyone say conversion. Conver tell your neighbor conversion. Conversion. Tell them I'm moving up to the next frequency. You can't hear every word on your last frequency. Tell God, tell your neighbor God is increasing my bandwidth. Yeah, God is increasing my bandwidth. I'm picking up more signals now. I'm becoming more discerning now. I'm shouting I'm being converted by my Redeemer. The Lord said, now you got that point down? I said, yes, God. I got it. He said, then, if you've got that, you must understand that the redeemed must always remain conspicuous. That's one of my favorite words. Conspicuous. I like that word takes you a minute to say it. Say it with me. Come on. Conspicuous. He said, my people must remain distinct. My people must remain different. You ought not look like the world. Sound like the world. Talk like the world. Something about you. Somebody shout, I speak from a different frequency. Watch what he says. I'm going to go ahead and preach this thing here now. He said, the redeemed of the Lord must remain conspicuous. I said, hey, Lord, what you say? Watch this. There are some things that only belong to the redeemed. You got to say that with me. Come on, you ready? There are some things that only belong to you're almost convicted about it. Let's say it again. And look, I want you to exaggerate some things. Are you ready? There are that are only for who? This is what it says. There are some things that ain't for everybody. There are some things that are not for people that have refused the process of conversion. Isaiah 35, 8. 
and a highway. Shout it, highway. I know I'm not supposed to preach like this on Sunday morning. No, not in this placating generation that needs you to be patted on the back every Sunday. No, certainly you don't want me to lift my voice and sweat. That's archaic. That's old school. I don't know nothing but old school. And the highway, say the word, will be there. It will be, it will be called the way of holiness. Don't want to hear that no more. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean, Lord have mercy here now, will not journey on that road. Wicked fools will not go about on that road. Verse 9, before y'all get too excited about your self-righteous attitude. Verse 9, no lion will be there or any ravenous beast. They will not be found on that highway. <laughs> but only the redeemed will walk on that highway. I want you to throw your head back, open your mouth, and shout, this is my highway. Ain't no devil got no place on my highway. Ain't no gossiper got no place on my highway. Ain't no demon got no place on my highway. Ain't no curse got no right on my... Shout it again, this is my highway. you got to study the Bible. The highway is the leading theme in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah talks about the highway more than anything. People don't even realize that. And he's the only prophet that saw the whole spectrum of Christ's life. Isaiah 9, he sees him born. Whoo, the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 53, he sees him die. And a whole theme from Isaiah chapter 11, Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 42, Isaiah chapter 62 talks about the highway. The term highway, 23 times. Isaiah eleven sixteen, there will be a highway for the remnant of my people. You know what a remnant is? Those that are left over after the storm. Those that walk through the formative process of conversion and they still serve in God. The remnant is Gideon's army of 300. When 10, 22,000 and down to 300, that's the remnant. The remnant get to enjoy things nobody else enjoys. And he says, there will be a highway for the remnant. Isaiah 49, 11, I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways, don't miss this, will be raised up. Somebody shout, I'm about to walk a little higher. Yeah, my highways shall be what? Raised. You ought not be walking on the same level as everybody else. We are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. If you walk on their level, you have to talk on their level. 
Somebody shout loud, come, come up higher, come up. Isaiah 62.10, pass through, pass through the gates. Can I preach the whole word? Prepare, prepare the way of the people. Build up, build up the highway. Build up, build up what? Build up, build up the highway. Double enunciation, urgency, double importance. Build up, build up, build up, build up, build up the highway. Build up the highway. You know what it means? Keep bringing it up. Keep bringing it up. He's talking about conversation. Build up the highway. Remind them there's a highway. Keep talking about it. Keep bringing it up. You know what I came here to do? To bring up the highway. To talk to you about there's a better way. You don't have to walk in the byways. You don't have to walk on the low roads. You can walk on the highway. The word highway means thoroughfare. When you're on the highway, you can get there faster than you can on the dirt road. When you're on the interstate, you can get there faster than you can on city streets. God has given you a highway. It's a viaduct. It helps you get from point A to point B a lot faster than you could if you were not on the highway. And God said, I'm about to pick up the pace of your purpose. But if you're walking on the low roads, you're going to miss what I'm trying to tell you to get you where I need you to be. I think you're getting about one-fourth of this, but I'm going to keep preaching it anyway. A passage to get you through the main road, the thoroughfare, a direct route. Verse 10, Isaiah 35, and the redeemed of the Lord shall return. And they shall come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy on their head. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Where are you walking? If you're walking on the highway, you always come back with joy and gladness and songs of deliverance. Tell your neighbor, I'm just walking and singing, baby. I'm just walking and singing. Because I choose to walk on the highway. And let me help you. Everybody don't want to go your speed. And if anybody is pumping the brakes of your purpose, let them out your vehicle. If anybody's trying to get you to come down to another level of communication, tell them I can't go there. I got to stay on the highway. It's the smoothest route and it's the fastest route. Boy, if I was sitting in your seat and a preacher's preaching to me like this, I would probably throw something at him. This here will encourage you. If you ain't getting encouraged, you dead and need to be born again. Somebody shout it again. Get up on the highway. And it's a highway of holiness. The unclean can't walk there. Redemption must come through conversion. The redeemed must be conspicuous. Somebody shouted, we walk on highways. I don't even have time to go to Revelation to show you that there is a song of redemption that belongs to the redeemed that those who are not redeemed cannot sing. They can't sing our song. You know how I can tell somebody's in the process of the conversion of redemption or walking as a redeemed of the Lord that when songs of redemption are sung, they don't sit there with their hands down bored. You know why? Because it resonates with their conversion. It resonates with their process. So when they hear praise going up, they're like, I can't stand here. I'm going to have to get at least one hand up. I might not jump around like Pastor Rick, but I'm going to get one hand up because this is the song of the redeemed. Let me ask one more question. Is there any redeemed people in the building? 
shout it. I'm redeemed. Watch this. Redemption only happens through conversion. The redeemed must always remain conspicuous. Say it like this. We are different. The Lord said, come out from among them. And you shall be my people. And I will be your God. Final point. Redemption must be communicated. Would you say that with me? Redemption must be communicated. Now, I'm going to walk through this thing with you because I'm going to make sure we all understand. Say this with you. can sit down. Say this with me. Redemption only happens through conversion. Have you ever converted money? You put it in one way, you get it out another way. It worked in this country, but it don't work in that country. Some of y'all work at where you've been, but you won't work in where you're going because you refuse to go through the conversion process. Say it with me again. Redemption only happens through conversion. Say this with me. The redeemed must remain conspicuous. Now just whisper, I'm glad I'm different. Now shout it, I'm glad I'm different. We ain't like the world. We ain't supposed to be like the world. Matter of fact, you're not supposed to be like a lukewarm Christian. You're not only different from the world, you're different from lukewarm people. Straighten my collar here just a minute. Now watch this here. Finally, redemption must be communicated. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel it just like I felt it on that walk. Like you say, Tracy, walk it out. I was walking it out. I was feeling it. I was feeling it. I was feeling it. And, and my final point came to me. It was downloading in my brain. I walked in my house. I told my wife, got the whole message. Read it uh, in, out of my mind to her. Boom, boom, boom. She said, man, that sounds good, baby. I, I said, well, everything good with us, baby. Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. What is he? He is what? Say it again. He's what? This side over here got some fire today. What is he? He is good. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. I tell you right now, boy, I could preach in a room with, with Michael. And I, I, I preach all day. That boy make you preach. Verse 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy. What does it do? Endures. Have you ever had to endure people? Ever gotten to a point in relationships where you weren't enjoying it? You were. For mercy to endure, it fights to stay with you. Mercy will fight through anything to get to you. That's why the Bible says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end, but they are new every morning because mercy fought through your night season. 
And when you woke up, mercy was a warrior standing by your bed. Mercy was standing by your bed saying, get on up, son. Your best day is in front of you. Somebody say, thank God for mercy. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now he gives definition and qualification to the sentence. When he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, he almost says, who is this? And he answers it before asking the question. He says, those that he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hold up. Only if you've been redeemed from the hand, I'm talking of people that devil had you. The enemy had you. But God stepped in and rescued you. God stepped in and delivered you. Let those people say so. Let those people say so. If you've ever been delivered from anything in your life, you ought to be on your feet giving God praise. Let them give him thanks. Can I finish this here? Hold on, y'all. In the Hebrew, it reads like this. Hallelujah. In the Hebrew, it doesn't say let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It says let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Shout it with me. Everybody got a story to tell. Stories have chapters. Stories have themes. Stories have seasons. Everybody got a story to tell. My story ain't your story. Your story ain't my story. That's why them old saints used to say, can't nobody tell it like I tell it. They used to say, you don't know. You don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You can't tell it. Let me tell it. You wasn't there when I was in a 65 Mustang high out of my head should be left dead but God woke me up and brought me back to you wasn't there. Say it with me. You can't tell it. Tell your neighbor, let me tell it. It ain't your story. It's my story. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And if you take the messy part out, you ain't got a story. If you take the dirty chapters out, you ain't got a drama. If you take the mess out the story, you ain't got a message. Leave the mess in there and say, God brought me through dark. 
God brought me through messes. God brought me through. If you've been brought through anything, I dare you to throw your hands up and shout to the Lord. Tell your neighbor I can't help myself. I better leave that alone. So I'm on my walk. I'm on my walk. And I do 15 laps. I need these young people to stand up right here. Stand up. 15 laps. I do 15 laps. 15 laps is three miles. But I have to count them. So I get here to begin. I say one. Come back around. In my mind, two. I got to seven. And I forgot what number I was on. You know why? Because I kept saying it in here. So when I got to seven, I wasn't saying it. I was thinking. So I was thinking, am I on seven or eight? And if you're anything like me, you're going to give yourself one. got around there and I heard the Holy Ghost say don't cheat so I said okay that'll be eight so I come around here again I said I still I think my numbers are wrong I heard the Holy Ghost say when I got to the starting point say it I come around when I got around this time I said nine out loud when I got back, I knew I was on 10. Why? Because I said, when I got to 10, I said, 10. I got to 13, and I forgot what number I was on. And I had been saying it. I heard the Holy Ghost say, then say it twice. So I got over here, I said, 13, 13. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, say it until you can't forget it. And I came by to tell you, you say it till you can't forget it. If you gotta say, I'm redeemed a hundred times in a day, then you say, I am redeemed a hundred times in a day. I am restored, I am released, I am revived, I am renewed. I am refreshed. I am reestablished. I am reinstated. I am redeemed. If you gotta say it over and over till you get it, let, here's what it said. I'm about done. I need no organ, no music. I need some Holy Ghost filled, redeemed people to shout right now. Watch this. Watch this here. So I talked to myself. My story. Never let anybody control your narrative. 
No matter what you go through in life, don't let them destroy you by writing your story for you. Shout it, I got my own pen and paper. Yeah. It's your story. It's not your enemy's story. It's not your foe's story. It's not those that hate you's story. It's your story. You write your story. Say this with me. It's my story and I'm sticking with it. Tell your neighbor it's my story and I'm sticking with it. Whew. Tell your story with ignited passion. Tell your story to anyone that will listen. Tell your story when no one listens. Tell your story till angels give it attention. Tell your story in peril and in storm. Tell your story in peace and in calm. Tell your story when everyone says be quiet. Tell your story. Tell your story until Satan is ashamed. Tell your story and make sure Jesus is magnified in your story. Now watch this here. Feel the Holy Ghost here. Feel like lives are changing here. Those of you who are watching, put it in your comments. This is my story. But I'm telling you, watching, there's a move of God up in this building. And I pray you feel in your living room what we feel in God's house. Every miracle Jesus performs, he tells them, don't go tell anybody. Don't talk about it. And every time he said don't, they did. But then he got a hold to a legion. Walked up on a man Naked, in chains, living in a graveyard. He falls at Jesus' feet and he says, I know who you are. What do you want with me? Jesus said, what's your name? He said, Legion. Jesus said, you've had your last visitation today. Y'all know the story. He's driven, he's demonic, he's full of demons. And Jesus delivers him. And the Bible says when Jesus left this man, that the man was clothed and in his right mind. You call that redeemed. The devil had you in his hand, and I pulled you out. And I clothed you and put you in your right mind. Now watch this. Now the man. Luke 8, 38, now the man, man, I feel the Lord here. Now the man from whom the demons departed begged Jesus, let me stay with you. Let me stay with you. What does that tell you? He was afraid if Jesus wasn't around, that he would go back to the way he used to be. So Jesus said, I'm not going to stay with you. Don't miss this here. But I've given you a story to tell. See, because you overcome him by the blood of the lamb and your story. So watch what he tells him. Jesus sent him away. He said, no, man, you're not coming with me. Jesus sent him away and he said, return 
to where you came from. Watch. And tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and told the whole city the great things Jesus had done for him. His deliverance was locked up in his story. The more he talked about it, the more the conversion was confirmed in him. When is the last time you told your story? I'm convinced if we spent more time telling the story of our walk with God, that we would spend less time battling with people on Facebook. If we spend more time telling the story of our redemption, we would spend less time getting caught up in the minutia of a confused year. Tell your story. Even to the point that you can say, I don't know about everything going on in the nation, but this is what I know. Once I was lost, but now... I was blind. Come on in the building. But now I see. Say it with me. I've got a story to tell. Say it again. I've got a story to tell. See, redemption only happens through conversion. Right? The redeemed must remain conspicuous. Redemption must be communicated. Hallelujah. Lift those hands. Here's my story Life and favor upon me He brought me out You don't know it Let me tell it Life and favor upon me He brought me I'm delivered I'm delivered Here's my story Life and favor upon me He brought me out You don't know it Let me tell it Come on, throw those hands up if you've been delivered.
question as you have your hands raised to the Lord. What chapter are you in? What chapter are you in? Because your story's not over. Your story's still being written. Whew. What chapter are you in? Is he redeeming you from addiction? Was that your last chapter? Is he redeeming you from hurt and pain and re where are you? What chapter are you in? Because you're still being converted. His conversion process is not over. What are you saying, Pastor Rick? Your book is not concluded. That was just a chapter. He's converting you and redeeming you. And you're still writing. You have a bright future. If this is your word today, you say, Pastor Rick, I needed this. I needed to hear this. Would you come to the altar right now so I can pray for you? Jamie, sing that song again as they come. Just come. If this was your word today, something I preached today hit you. Just come. those hands please let me say something to you Job said I know my redeemer lives if you can convince me that God is dead I can tell you your redemption is over you can't convince me he ever lives to make intercession for you why is he praying that you make it through the conversion to your next chapter God will not give up on you so I want you to pray after me today everyone in this altar say dear Lord I thank you that you are my redeemer my redemption belongs to you therefore my story belongs to you thank you for converting me and today I choose to walk on the highway that highway is mine forgive me for walking any other way and now, Lord, I tell you that I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to give my testimony. Every time I have a chance, I'm going to tell somebody of your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that your mercy endures forever. 
in Jesus' name. Now let's just let's just reside right here. Just just rest in his presence here. Let's just rest in his presence here. Because I see God doing a great work in this altar. If I got some Holy Ghost filled people that know how to pray in the spirit, would you go into intercession just for about two minutes here? Just go into intercession. Just pray in the spirit with me just for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. While you're praying, there's great healing coming to people in this altar right now. Great healing. Great healing. You almost gave up. You almost threw in the towel. Hallelujah. That's it. There you go. Stuff is breaking now. Come on, just pray, y'all. Just pray. I see it. I see it. I see it. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. My sister right here, just lift your hand. God has redeemed you. Hallelujah. Yeah, there you go. Just receive. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's beautiful. 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 There you go. Somebody praying. And she's being delivered right now. If y'all could just pray with me. You know it, don't you? You see it, don't you? She's being delivered right now. There's stuff falling off of her right now. Thank you, Michelle. There's stuff falling off of her right now. Be delivered. Be delivered. Be redeemed. There you go, Elena. There you go, Elena. Be redeemed right now. Be converted right now in Jesus' name. Somebody praying, right? Come on, everybody praying. Yes, 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 Lord, yes, Lord. Well, I could keep this up for a while here. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. Look at me, my sister, right here. Somebody get her attention, chief, right here. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, please. You've been praying about something real urgent to you. It's real urgent to you. And you've been saying, God, will you ever answer? Will you ever answer? Whew. I hear the Holy Ghost saying again, look up and lift up your head because your redemption is now. Your redemption is now. Crystal, lay your hand right on her forehead. God is delivering her today. And he's bringing the answer. The answer is coming. It's near. It's very near. There you go. There you go. Give it to him, mama. Give it to him. Give it to him. There you go. There you go. There you go. Is somebody praying in the building? Everybody's praying? We prayed for a move of the Holy Spirit. We're having one. We're praying for a move of the Holy Spirit. We're having one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, hallelujah. God is good. God is good, isn't he? And he's good all the time. Jamie, I think you need to sing that whole thing one more, just one more time. Come on, lift your hands, please.
everyone pray after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me with an unconditional love. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to redeem me once again. Convert me into the person you want me to be. I receive your unconditional love. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Cleanse me from all iniquity. I thank you that your word says, when I pray like that, I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. Today I'm redeemed. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you